Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that Yes, that's right. Here we go. $200 million podcast coming your way. We spared no expense for a big budget episode of Nothing But Netflix covering the brand new Netflix hit movie, The Gray Man with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. And now here is a man who uh, certainly uh, the, the $200 million man. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Robert's the black man. It's me. Uh, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm excited. Oh, this is a fun movie to watch. You know, you have a a, a mustache, uh, not unlike uh, Chris Evans in this film. Yeah, it's very porny. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like, a, like, I think he called it a trash stash at one point. And, yes. I, and I too have called it a trash stash. Yeah. I think, but mine connects now. Like it does mm-hmm. a thing where it's like connecting to the other rest of my face hair. So it looks, it looks a little bit more sinister than porny. You know, mm-hmm. like I look like a cartoon villain at times. Uh, but Chris Evans wa- rocking the stash was it was a uh, it was uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you, <laughs> but I think intentionally I so. Movie, intentionally I think so. that's all that matters. Yes. OK. Yeah. I was like, he did it uncomfortably. But like, if you lean into it like I do, I think it's OK. Yeah. All right. Well, Chappelle, we have a great guest here with us today. A man who wanted to be here for us. And I think that anytime there's a Netflix blockbuster Big budget movie, specifically with a color in the title. He said he needs to be here. Of course, joining us uh, only a couple of weeks after How to Build a Sex Room. Uh, it is Please Amber Keeley. Please, how are you? I am delighted to be here with you both. Um, you can and will refer to me as Mambo Five 
for the rest of this episode, as that is my code name. Code name. Okay. Yeah. Mambo, good to have you here back with us. Uh, last time out, we talked about D.B. Cooper, where are you? And talked about the search for uh, all of the people looking for D.B. Cooper. Chappelle, did you see that the uh, D.B. Cooper podcast uh, responded to us? No. What did they say? The, what, what the Cooper about? Vortex? Yeah. That, that the RJP Twitter account tweeted out like, uh, should uh, Robin Chappelle go to CooperCon next year? And Cooper Vortex is like, yes, definitely come. Oh, well, it's right there, Rob. We have our mm-hmm. invitation. I don't know why we're not just jumping And Kirsten this. McKinnis said uh, like, uh, oh, me and Chappelle will go. But I mean, if Kirsten's right there, I mean, she could like go check it out. Oh, you mean we don't have to go? We just like let Kirsten do the labor. Maybe she could check it out. It's probably um, not a flight for her. Yeah, she can go case the place. You yeah, know, make sure it's cool, and then ne- the she can next drive. One, yeah, we, yeah, we will come to the one. Let after us that. know. So Kirsten, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us some feedback. Let us know. Take if it's over worth the, trip the, the you know nothing but Netflix Twitter account that day. Yeah, Kirsten and Lindsay Wilson could do it. Like yeah. I, I swear, they would be like we could get like a oral sure. history of the DB Cooper uh, con, and then they can sure. talk to us about it yeah. later on, and then we can go later if it's if it's cool. Yeah. Okay. So that was last time out. Today we're talking about the Gray Man, which uh, it had been making a lot of headlines because of uh, it was another one of the latest movies that Netflix uh, really trying to compete with the summer blockbusters, and uh, that's what we have here today. First off, Gray Man. We talked about this during Red Notice. Bad name, right? Um. For this movie, maybe, but you know, this was like an an adaptation from a novel first, right? So The Gray Man was a book by, I believe, Mark Greeny, and then it was a screenplay. Yeah, yeah, the Green Man himself. And then it was a screenplay by uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who wrote all those Captain America Marvel movies. So The Winter Soldier, First Avenger, all that stuff. And then from there, it was adapted to this film, directed by the Russo brothers. So, I mean, they didn't get to choose the name. I guess they could have changed it, but they were trying to be honest to the source material. Maybe in the source material, the, ma- the name makes a little bit more sense because they referenced the Gray Man a few times, but I don't think it had to be the title. Hmm. Okay. So, Puya, in this movie, Ryan Gosling is our hero. Chris Evans is our villain. Would the movie be better or worse if the roles were reversed? Well, personally to me, Chris Evans is the villain of any movie I've seen. Stop so it. I Ooh. definitely, yeah, he is, um, I do not like Captain America all that much. He's a hater. About yeah, this. Why? yeah, why? You, team, team Iron Stark. Man? Yeah, he's a loser. I don't, mm-hmm. Yeah, people love him too much. I don't know. It's like, okay, yeah, the, congrats. You did the bare minimum coming in, okay? How dare you? Who right? did the bare minimum? Chris Evans? Yeah, I, I can do this all day. Oh, good for you. Good for you, Chris. You nailed it. You nailed that one. The hate. I mean, I feel like I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't. So I did. I have tried to avoid the trailer. I did not know it was based on an also. I had no idea coming in really what to expect. I would have expected Chris Evans to be the hero. And for um, that's how they got you. Yeah. Ryan Gosling to be the villain. But then here we are a role reversal. Uh, but jokes aside, I feel like this might be the second time that I've seen Chris Evans in the bad role. And I think he did a pretty decent job at it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I, I thought he's pretty fun here. I mean, at times, like literally mustache twirly as uh, the villain here in, in this uh, movie. Uh, I'm not the biggest Gosling guy. Mm. It's fine. 
That might be a mistake. Mm-hmm. He has me now. I oh, I liked him here. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Gus, this is a likable cast of people. Like I there's a moment where the two main characters have finally met each other and they're fighting to the death. And I, you know, and very clearly in this movie, Ryan Gosling is the good guy, Chris Evans is the bad guy. But while they're fighting, I forgot. I was like, wow, I really don't want either one of them to die because I mm-hmm. like these two guys. They seem nice, you know, uh, in real life. Uh, not so much their characters in the in the in the movie, but they're so charismatic. So I was just watching them fight and I was like, well, what maybe y'all could not kill each other. How about that? Like, I don't want to see Chris Evans get killed at the hands of Ryan Gosling. That sounds like a horrible timeline of events. I mean, we got there, but uh, I could have done without it. Uh, I, I'm a, I think I stand both of these individuals. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're great. They're great. Yeah. Do you feel like we're set up for Gray Man 2? No, he's dead, right? No, right? I think so. I think the way that they ended it really felt open-ended enough where they could put a sequel in there. Yeah. And I think that's where they could be looking. Yes, Chris Evans is uh, RIP in, uh, spoiler alert, uh, for the, the Gray Man 2. However, uh, I felt like that as far as like uh, the Duke and everybody like uh, over in like the whole like uh, secret ops program, like all those people are still out and on the loose. Yeah, they're still alive, um, which is sad because they were the real bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, what's it called? Because the whole thing, when it came down to the flash drive, that content never ended up getting used, which I feel like will be part of the the sequel. Because the villain here in the film, uh, f- from Bridgerton fame, uh, Reggae Jean Page uh, shows up and I was like, oh, that guy looks familiar. And it took me a minute to place uh, where he was from. And I'm not sure what the timeline is of when this was filmed. I thought this was an interesting follow-up to Bridgerton, where uh, he is beloved. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Regan Jean Page and his uh, heel turn, I guess. Uh, I, but I, I'm not familiar with Bridgerton, Rob. I was I thought people really just liked him because uh, like they saw him naked at certain times and out throughout the. I'm um, not the sure show. if you saw him naked. I don't. I don't recall. I think people were talking about the nudity in Bridgerton. That's there all was, I know there, about. I think there was nudity in Bridgerton. I do. I do not recall uh, if you if if you got the full frontal. Maybe but. Not, well, maybe I wasn't asking about that. Maybe <laughs> but. <just> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we've done enough full frontal here on nothing but Netflix to last a lifetime. I never have to go back down that path. Thank you, Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because yeah, I feel uh, like I remember if if I've if I've seen <laughs> if I, if I've seen a man's full frontal, I feel like I don't forget it. Yeah, I think that's something that's hard to forget for sure. Like it's just like burned into your memory, or at least the 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 word association. You're like that guy, seen him naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun to see him in this role. I mean, like I said, this is my introduction to him because I have never seen Bridgerton, uh, and so I was thinking, oh, this guy sucks. Like he's a bad guy <laughs> the whole time, and that was good. Some would because, say like, he was a bad guy in Bridgerton. Oh, well, see, now I have to watch Bridgerton. <laughs> but throughout the whole time, I was just like, yeah, I hate this guy. I hate him a lot. And like Puya said, with the ending of the movie being open-ended and the um and him not being dead, that does give the potential for the great man to do one more big score, right? Or one more big uh moment uh to, to take them down. And I would be more curious to find out like who would be the Chris Evans replacement. Because mm-hmm. if we're sticking to the same format of very likable character who's clearly a villain. Who do you cast in that role now that Chris Evans is there? Are you going full Thor, Puya? That's a great question because full Thor, that could be fun. That Rob, could be fun. I what feel about like, Robert Downey? 
he's a yeah. he's around right mm-hmm. they can do that likable villain too mm-hmm. yeah 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 i feel like he would be actually a lot of fun to see in this role um yeah i i don't i feel like i was very much intrigued by the way they sh- by the way the movie ended because it felt like it was very you know classic popcorn movie they introduce you to this big element that is going to you know leak a lot of information we need to suppress it and then it either ends with it being suppressed or the movie ends with it being destroyed but here it's still available flash drive still fully intact so to me it does feel like that sequel is coming and it'll be interesting to see if uh, Rajon will end up being in a position where he plays the Chris Evan role himself like he gets in some fight sequences oh, or if they find a new one new person yeah let's talk about the overall plot of the gray man. Uh, we have Ryan Gosling. He's uh, a baddie. He's in jail. Uh, but we find out that there were some, you know, he had his reasons, Chappelle. Yeah, they tell us that basically he was born in 1980, but he was incarcerated by 1995 and had been in jail forever to that point mm-hmm. and wasn't eligible for parole until 2031. So the whole time I'm thinking, what did this 15 year old do that could put him in a position where he's in, he's like in jail for that long at such a young age? Um, and we later find out that, you know, he was protecting himself from his abusive dad. He was protecting his brother from his abusive dad. He killed the guy. And apparently the court wasn't on his side with this one. And so he got thrown into the slammer. And so that's how we meet Ryan Gosling. Kind of just at the mercy of the justice system. Yeah. So Chappelle, was there anything about this case that really was giving the vibes of like, okay, this is going to be the next like 007, like a uh, super secret agent spy. Like I get like, okay, he maybe had like a just cause for the murder he committed, but it wasn't necessarily like he like hacked into, you know, dad's system, got through the security and did anything that would have given like Billy Bob Thornton, like uh, so much of a heads up that this was going to be, the great Sierra six. Yeah. Like what about this kid makes Billy Bob Thornton say that's the one. And I wonder if it just has something to do with the way he was in jail. Maybe some of his uh, interactions with some of the other prisoners, maybe he like grew up very grizzled because he'd been in there since he was a child. And so since he was raised in captivity, he had no family to speak of blah, blah, blah. People thought he was dead. It's all this other stuff. So like he just went and found somebody who they could train up to potentially be this sleeper agent because I mean, he had no ties. There was no reason for it to not be mm-hmm. him. I, I think there there probably are better, more viable candidates, like people who actually have a murderous background where they've like done a lot of evil, th- evil things and not some 15-year-old kid who was trying to protect his brother. But it worked for this story a little bit. So I'll take it. Yeah, and so the whole system is that they're taking some people who are in jail offering them a way out. They are becoming like a uh, secret, like government black ops assassins. And they are out there doing this, uh, Sierra program answering to, uh, a select few in the government and Ryan Gosling on this first job that we see in the movie. He has to, uh, basically take out a guy who he then, uh, finds out is another one of the Sierra agents who basically tells him that the guy running the program is a bad guy. Uh, and that is, uh, the, basically the, the, you know, setup for all of the shenanigans that goes on in the movie. Please, do you feel like that we've seen this before? Not going to lie to you. It feels very familiar, mm-hmm. right? Like the, and that's the thing with this movie is that 
different points, I really felt like I, this is a, we've done this dance before. We've definitely done this dance before. Hell, parts of it, I was like, this is kind of red notice all over again. I'm getting the similar vibe. Um, again, there's a cast of three, the three mains, um, and red notice had the same cast of three mains. And it really felt like, again, very, very familiar territory, but it was still an enjoyable time, especially, once you saw that first fight scene, you really could tell, okay, yeah, this is where the money is. This is where the money it went into is all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, big Suicide Squad vibes. Like, it's the entire plot of the movie. Like, uh, we go and we get this crack team of, you know, people who we could just spare to, like, we can afford to lose. No one cares about them. They're criminals already. Let's make them go do stuff. And that's exactly what this was. We go get a criminal. We make a team of them. We send them to go do stuff. Um, it's been done. Uh, like we were saying, there were some big red notice vibes in there as well. At some point, I was looking for The Rock to show up because this just feels like something he would do. Um, and even this, uh, you know, kind of, uh, comedic aspect where it's oh it's Ryan Gosling and there's a surprise smart child floating around we love those movies right where like the secret agent person who is a murderer has to go befriend someone who is innocent and is a child we've a seen it a spot. billion times mm-hmm. hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. All right, so let's go through it a little bit more in detail. Uh, we have, we mentioned Billy Bob Thornton is here. Boy, I didn't even know Billy Bob Thornton was on the scene. Still mm, out here. Yeah. Who knew? No one. <laughs> no <laughs> the one. Knew. Brothers. Uh, yeah. Well, I, when, it, when he pops up, my first thought was, I'm sorry, Billy Bob Thornton, that's not a thing still, is it? You know, like, I, I was like, I didn't know he was still acting. So I was kind of, I was like pleasantly surprised to see uh, Billy Bob Thornton there because I, from my recollection, he's been off the scene for a while. Am I, am I wrong? Apparently he has been in a TV series called Goliath for the last five years. Oh, well, oh. look at me. I am wrong. What is Goliath? <laughs> That's a made up show, right? Know. The last thing I saw him in was the Entourage movie in like the mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he played uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment's dad. Yes. So yeah, Goliath did four seasons on Amazon Prime. Mm, yeah, that, the Amazon Prime spot is a tight. It's, it's a tough spot to kind of uh, make your 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 show pop. You know, they they have some good stuff on there, but I think Amazon Prime is probably quietly like a successful streaming service that a lot of people don't really know about. Oh. Um, you kind of forget that you forget that there's good stuff on Prime, I think. Um, and this might have been something we overlooked because four seasons. I mean, Billy Bob has been working. I've been sitting here thinking that he was retired or something, but he's been working consistently since at least 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like the recruiter where he goes out and he finds people to be in the system. And he has like a father son relationship with uh, Ryan Gosling. And we end up seeing uh, Ryan Gosling out on his first mission out in Bangkok, and he is trying to take a guy out, like, at, like, this big party. Uh, and, like, well, while Ryan Gosling is kind of, like, an assassin here, Chappelle, we learn that he does have a red line of that, really, he is very concerned about collateral damage. Right. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we've done this already, right? We've done the assassin who doesn't want to kill people. We've, we've done that. Uh, I mean, a few, just a few weeks ago, we were talking about like, oh, this person might not even be a killer. He's just like pretending to be a killer because it's the role he was born to play, you know? And so Ryan Gosling is mur- very much a murderer. The man from Toronto. Yeah, the man from Toronto. Uh, I'm be honest, I feel like that this had like man from Toronto vibes also. It was a lot. I was like, these people have been watching nothing but Netflix, keeping mm-hmm. up with the podcast or whatever, and and deciding how they were going to make their next movie. They said, let's take bits and pieces from the things that they liked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he couldn't kill the kid. And so he's like, I don't want to shoot. It'd be too, like, it's too risky. And so uh, he goes from supposed to be a very covert, covert operation. Like, he's supposed to be the, like, shooting and going. And next thing you know, there's this huge party. There's fireworks everywhere. And he's basically just walking through the party, stabbing people and punching them. And they're in a gunfight. And, like, grenades are getting thrown. This is the opposite of covert ops. Uh, and eventually he does kill the person he's after, but not before the guy reveals that, yeah, this team that you're a part of, you're working for the CIA, Denny Carmichael, he's a bad guy. I'm one of you. I'm one of the Sierra, uh, the Sierra members and I'm about to die. Yes, but you should know this. And here's the tool that you need. And he hands him like an amulet or a pendant or something. And then he just dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peacefully, rather peacefully for somebody who is apparently a murderous killer. Yeah. And he hates Carmichael. That's the uh, Reggae Jean Page character. And basically says, don't trust him. He's a bad guy, Puya. Yeah, he's no good. Um, I will say, so are we to assume that that the collateral kid was out of the venue by the time all the carnage happened? Because (laughs) it really, I mean, to me, it's a lot more dangerous if there's explosions going on at the party, like to get trampled or something. So that was a concern. Also, where was Sierra five? Because we just skipped five and went to Sierra four. It was Sierra mm-hmm. four versus Sierra six. Maybe that's um, going to happen in the sequel. Ooh. Well, well in the five. movie, they do mention the other Sierras. At some point, we're going to find ourselves at Sierra four's funeral. And mm-hmm. that's when Chris Evans character, uh, Lloyd Hansen reveals that, uh, this is not, um, Billy Bob Thornton's first funeral. As a matter of fact, all of these uh, Sierras are either in jail or dead. They oh, all yeah. are flops yeah. except for number six. And mm-hmm. so we could potentially see another Sierra, but they'd have to go get them out of jail first. Fan favorite Sierra. Sierra yeah. uh, Gal Gadot Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gal Gadon Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you go get one of the Sierra Club people out of the out of jail, and then I think you have your sequel. But as of right now, it looks like Sierra uh, Sierra mem- uh, member six. Uh, Ryan Gosling is the only active one. Mm-hmm. And Carmichael knows that Sierra 4 had the flash drive, uh, figures that Sierra 4 handed off the flash drive to Sierra 6. And so we know Sierra 6 has gone rogue. And so we need to bring in another person who is sort of like a contract killer who is just out of control. That is the Chris Evans character, Lloyd. What a yeah. villainous name, Lloyd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lloyd Hansen. The, the mustache did match. It matched the name. Um, but yeah, again, this was Chris Evans for me in his least likable role that I've ever seen him in. I was like, I don't like him. By the end, of course, I was like, no, he's still Chris Evans to me. But mm-hmm. initially, I thought like, they did a really good job of making me hate him. Um, eventually, the the charisma kicked in and I was like, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lloyd Hansen is an, an insane person. Um, they bring him in because he's a good negotiator, not to mention the, the man of Toronto again, but here we are. Um, and so he's uh, not negotiator, but he's a good interrogator, I guess you should say. And um, he goes in and he gets this information out of people who won't give it up. And so his job is to um, interrogate Fitz to find out information about six or Ryan Gosling's character so that they can get the flash drive back because there's no record. There's no record of six and where his whereabouts are. Remember he's a Sierra person. They took him out of jail. He has no family, no background, no file, but Mm -hmm. Fitz does. Fitz has all that information and apparently it just leaked um, randomly. So they have his address. They know where his family lives. And so the goal is to interrogate Fitz to get him to flip on Ryan Gosling to get Ryan Gosling to give up the flash drive. Right. Fitzroy that is Billy Bob Thornton. They realize that he has a niece and so they're going to kidnap the niece to be able to get Billy Bob Thornton to to talk because uh, Billy Bob Thornton, while he's supposed to be like really off the grid that people know that he has like a 10 year old niece that he cares for and that uh, she is somebody who was able to be kidnapped while Billy Bob Thornton is out at this funeral. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is trying to help Ryan Gosling get away, arranges transport for him to get out. However, uh, once Billy Bob Thornton realizes from Chris Evans, they have his niece, he gives the order to take out Sierra six, AKA Ryan Gosling and Chappelle. This again was very much like Man from Toronto only a couple of weeks ago to get like this big flight uh, or fight on a flight where we're like the plane is falling apart. And uh, I mean, this was a bigger action sequence in this movie, but the same idea of sort of like, uh, like we're on this hangar jet transport that is falling apart. And not to mention like, uh, like DB Cooper jumping out of the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, hijacking right in front of everybody again. Uh, it was interesting to me that Billy Bob Thornton's character just flipped on Chris Evans so quickly. He yeah. said, uh, yeah, he's on the plane, uh, kill him. And they all decide to attack, but Chris Evans, I'm sorry, not Chris Evans, um, uh, Six, so Ryan Gosling's character, he flipped on him so quickly. He says, oh, go ahead and kill him, fine. Don't Just don't mess with my niece, take him out. Well, they go to take out Ryan Gosling, and this is when it's starting to be very clear that I think Ryan Gosling has gotten to that age where he wants to be an action star, because I don't think I've ever seen him do stuff like this mm. before. Like I think of him in The Notebook. I think of him in... Um, uh, the what is the the Emma Stone movie where he does Emma the Stone lift? Emma Steve Carell, yeah, yeah, La La yes. Land. 
no, oh. no, not that oh. one. Um, <laughs> crazy stupid love. Crazy stupid love, which is iconic, and everybody should watch it. Uh, His but, Blade uh, Runner, uh, Drive, but not Gangster he, Squad. Yeah, he's not doing a lot of like fist fighting. Yeah, well, he's fighting his ass off here, you know, because he he completely just destroys all these people. At some point, he shoots a hole into the plane, uh, which of course is pressurized. So now you have people like getting like sucked out into the into the oblivion, and it, it makes for a good fight sequence. I, I think all plane fight sequences are good. I don't think there's a way you can mess it up really. Uh, and so he does the things that need to be done here. Uh, the problem is that you know now everybody's on to him. They know that he's alive. They know that he's out there. They know that Billy Bob Thornton still could probably reach him. And so they have to continue to squeeze Billy Bob Thornton to get, um, I guess, Fitz to, I'm sorry, to get uh, Ryan Gosling's character to um, reveal himself so they can get this flash drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing with with Billy Bob giving up uh, uh, six to me felt like he was like, yeah, six will take care of him. It's calm. So I'm just going to be compliant and agree to it. And six will find his way out of the situation. And I do agree with you. The, the flight fight was badass. Um, the, my favorite part was when Ryan Gosling is out of the plane without a parachute and then finds the guy with the parachute and just tethers himself to that person. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And yeah, they, well, he landed where somewhere in Turkey is where he ended up landing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they spent this $200 million somewhere. It feels like that this is like one of the places where they spent the money on this movie to have this big fight <laughs> sequence that takes place on a like disintegrating plane. Yeah, there was a lot of pyrotechnics in this movie. I mean, even the first fight sequence we talked about where they're in, um, in I think, Thailand. There's, I mean, fireworks going off the entire time. Uh, so, yeah, they, they found a way to use all this movie uh, money. Whereas in Red Notice, I think they used all the money on the casting. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know Chris Evans and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds or um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Oh, uh, yeah. No, yeah. It's a, be the same film. Uh, but mm-hmm. if <laughs> I'd imagine that, you know, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling are very expensive, but you can clearly see that the money went elsewhere here as well. Mm-hmm. What about Ryan Gosling for uh, Gray Man 2? That's the villain. Ry- Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, the two Ryans. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, see, everybody's always talking about the Chris's. Nobody's ever talking about the Ryans. Who are the yeah, Chris's? they're right there. What, who are the Chris's? Yeah, we got Chris Evans and who else? Um, Evans, uh, the Thor. Why can't I remember his last Hemsworth. name? Hemsworth, yeah. Hemsworth. But you can't mix uh, up those two people. That's Thor. You know, like he's not a Chris. Chris anymore. Pratt, Chris Pine. Pratt. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. They, yeah they, they, they abolish the name. Let Chris Evans just have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Puya, will this be an upcoming tier list? Hollywood Chris's. I'm down. If if it is, um, King of the Chris's. Yeah, King of the Chris's. Uh, I feel like Chappelle just volunteered to be on that. So mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I'll pencil it in. That could be a good time, Rob. And you're more than welcome to be there too, Rob, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as uh, Dave Matthews doesn't sneak in there. No, and no <laughs> one with the last name Chris will count. First mm-hmm. name only. Is Chris Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, a uh, Chris. What about uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse? <laughs> Sounds like a familiar name. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I've heard that before somewhere. Mm-hmm. Point to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's some good lines in this movie. Like, I feel like that my, my favorite thing here is like uh, the dialogue, especially a lot of the stuff that Chris Evans uh, says. And y- there's a point where we have uh, the 
uh, Billy Bob Thornton character is like uh, Six's word is preternatural to yours. Like he's like, uh, yeah, you sound like I forget what, what he called him. Like you sound like he a, said it's an asshole word. Yeah. Don't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and he basically said that he's going to find him no matter what. He says, that's what bad ethics and zero impulse control will get you. And so uh, I, I thought that uh, Chris Evans is having a lot of fun here. Uh, but we set up a flashback, Puya, where uh, we see about the time that Ryan Gosling was brought in to babysit the niece. Yeah, and they, you know, they start giving us reasons why the news of yeah the nieces captured is going to impact him the way it did. It's because six was added to the security detail to protect the niece when the niece was younger, and started you know ending up having this uh, connection, this bond with the niece, where the niece is a little mouthy, a little witty, and you know checks him, which I think he appreciated, but also we've learned that his family was pretty broken, uh, which, you know, so broken, in fact, that it landed him in prison. So it's in a way you're seeing him begin to have a new family and a new care for somebody. And it also adds the context to, oh, yeah, that's why he didn't want any collateral in Thailand with the with the kid being in the Mm -hmm. vicinity of Sierra four. So that was a very fun sequence. Obviously, the the climax of that sequence is that he he takes someone out, he kills someone that was, you know, in the house that was trying to take out the niece, uh, potentially, and the niece caught it, or at least saw the tail end of it with the feet. And uh, he was like, it's just on a Thursday. Just go to bed. You're fine. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we find out in this flashback that the niece has a pacemaker, and so yes. he kind of bonds with her on, like, trying to make sure to save her life and get her to the hospital in time when, when that thing starts to malfunction. So, uh, a lot of familial bonds here with the niece and uh, Ryan Gosling's character six, uh, but for me, again, we've seen this before. We've seen this. I I remember what's the Vin Diesel movie, The Pacifier. It's like he's a Navy SEAL, but he has to babysit the kids, and so like now he's bonding with some kids, even though he's uh like a secret agent or whatever the case may be. It's been done. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of like the the buddy films with the adults and the child and the wisecracking kid. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I was a wisecracking kid, and I'm like, where was my adult? You know, and so I don't know. I'm a hater. Um, but this this part of the movie kind of just like mm, I, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to hear the movie Pacifier be mentioned today. Um, it's right there. I assumed <laughs> you were going to mention the one with Dave Bautista from like a couple years ago, where there is a Guardians of the Galaxy, no, <laughs> and Baby Groot, and Baby Groot. That could be a pairing, yeah. Or um, more Rocket Raccoon is more of the wisecracking. Yeah, or uh, what's the movie, Chappelle, with uh, Paul Rudd and um, Shawn Michael Scott? I would say Ant-Man. Role models, the role models. Yes, yes, no, yeah. Sean you know, William Scott, right? Guy. Sean William Scott, yeah, my Sean, bad. Sean Michael <laughs> Scott would be uh, incredible. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, Scott's Tots, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, heart, the heartbreak kid who's managing the office. Right, yeah, Dunder yeah. Mifflin. <laughs> yeah, that's a good well, Halloween costume. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, I put that's, that. That's in. a good Halloween costume. Dolly right there. Mini, uh, Shawn Michael Scott. Well, look, we got time. <laughs> Go ahead, type it in. No, I'm kidding. We'll see what comes up. See what we get there. Um, but it's a, yeah, it's also the Adam Project, also that we watched on another mm-hmm. Netflix, uh, where Ryan Reynolds with the young Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it's just not my favorite genre of movie. The like, and I mean, there's a kid. It's so you, the Mandalorian. Yeah. I, what is that? Is um, Star 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 Yeah. Yes. So, gotcha. 
Yeah, it's a well-traveled format here uh, in these movies that we talk about. Um, She goes to the hospital and then... Uh, they're they're trying to then you know make a move on Billy Bob Thornton at that at that point right in the flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, while she's at the hospital, this is when he is really like uh, bonding with her because now he knows about the pacemaker. She's talking about how she doesn't really have much of a family because Billy Bob Thornton is her uncle, and he has, as Puya said, doesn't have a family either. And so they kind of like lock eyes. It's like, uh, okay, I respect you, type thing. We're family now. He saves her life. There's uh, like a random record player playing in the background when that happens, mm-hmm. and so we we have to pay attention to the song Silverbird at some point uh, but this just this is like the moment to show us like why this matters mm-hmm. yeah and we also find out that she has this pacemaker that she can be tracked by way of pacemaker it's traceable yeah it's got like a and wi-fi pacemaker important. yeah important plot bluetooth. Point. yeah bluetooth <laughs> so they can track uh where she is all right so uh, we go back to present day and Ryan Gosling, he's going to get like what, like a passport, a fake passport. He's in Prague uh, and going to like the passport uh, guy on the black market who's going to give him the hookup. But guess what, Chappelle? He's got a trap door. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I, I like this part because I, I don't know. I wasn't suspecting the passport guy to be in on like uh, uh, turning him in because I don't think I, don't, I think that's new. I think that is new. I think normally you get the passport guy, he probably gets killed or that becomes like a close confidant throughout the film. You can go back to him two or three times for things. Um, but here he's talking to the passport guy. You think he's getting set up good. And then he falls into like a well underneath, mm-hmm. uh, like in the trap door. It's that, like a silence like, of the down. lamb's pit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bulletproof. So he's down there. And I'm thinking, well, this is going to suck because now they're going to, they're coming to get him. The passport guy has turned him in. He wants the money. Uh, I guess there's a reward out, out for him. Um, and so now Chris Evans' character has to pull up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, now we get to watch Ryan Gosling try to get himself out of a well, uh, a bulletproof well. And he does this. Now, I am confused as to how he does this. Does anybody know the logistics of how he actually gets out of the hole? Because th- there was a flood. But like, there how were pipes. There? Yeah. Was there a bomb as well that he created? Like, I saw something explode. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Uh, Puya, you got anything? Do I look like I'm Puya from science? <laughs> no, I don't have anything. Um, yeah, I mean, there was there were pipes that he like ripped open. There was like water. There was smoke. Then he like shot a bullet, and the whole thing exploded, causing him to be able to that. get out. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of you know random science on the spot, which was funny because as he's doing all this, obviously um, Lloyd, aka Chris Evans, gets the call of like someone's caught him. Oh, we're the closest ones there. Let's take the party to him. We're gonna go there. Yeah, and. You can really tell. So obviously, I don't think we've dove into how much of a case Lloyd is. So Lloyd's whole thing, the first scene we see him in, he is interrogating someone. Obviously, he is the man that will do anything by any means to extract information. So he is heartless. But the real first moment where I realized, oh, he does not care, is they walk into the passport guy's house and they're like, where is he? Passport guy's like, where's my money? And the passport guy gets paid three bullets to the chest mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just uh, gets shaken. And then the breakout happens. Ryan Gosling is out of the well and fight sequence number three is underway. Yeah. Uh, 
on the way there, I liked when um, Chris Evans is on the plane and then uh, he's telling the pilots to land the plane. They're like, oh, we can't do that. Uh, we, you know, we need to have an emergency. He's like, all right, so say you have an emergency. He said, we can't lie. Uh, and then he just shoots like one of the pilots in the leg. Yeah. He's like, I'll lose my license. Shoots the guy in the leg. Are you yeah. worried about losing your license? <laughs> yeah. Mayday. Mayday. Um, so they, they get down there and, you know, um, Chris Evans coming for Ryan Gosling. Huge, huge action sequence about to unfold. Yeah, I even like the build up to the the moment because you just see like how deranged uh, Chris Evans actually is. Like at some point he's taking uh, Billy Bob Thornton's fingernails off. Uh, mm-hmm. like as a interrogation technique and to Billy Bob Thornton's uh, like credit, he doesn't fold. He's very much like, I know what I, I know what I was getting myself into. Stop it. Like just take my fingernails. But it's the idea that Chris Evans has access to Claire, the niece that is really going to keep the plot going because now Billy Bob Thornton doesn't have any choice, but to take him exactly where Chris Evans is. And so that's where they pull up to. Um, and yeah, you get a big fight sequence in here. There's some more grenades. There's some more bombs. Um, there's a flood. Like I said, he kind of flooded the, yeah. the the bottom of the the pit so they could get out. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of really good uh, good fight scenes between these two, and I was shocked. I didn't know they had it in them. Maybe Evans, but not Gosling. First time we get to see uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling face to face, and uh, they have some like uh, good dialogue uh, back and forth. Uh, that Chris Evans uh, meets Ryan Gosling and, and Ryan Gosling knows immediately that he is Lloyd uh, and Chris Evans wants to know, how did you know that? Just because uh, Ryan Gosling is able to say like, oh, you seem like a Lloyd. Yeah. You're giving Lloyd energy. Trash stash and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell. Trash stash and all, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a good fight. I think this is one of those moments where it, it kind of looks like Captain America is going to get the better of La La Land here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he gets shot in the ass um, uh, by a tranquilizer. And I think this is uh, a new agent, like a third person who we, to this point, I don't think I had a name for, but I think her name is Miranda. Uh, she is like the backup. She is one of the, uh, one of the other parties involved in all of this. And so she tranquilizes Lloyd, helping um, her and six, uh, Ryan Gosling's character get away, but she ends up tranquilizing him too, because he didn't want to get in the trunk of her car. Mm -hmm. We have gone far too long without bringing up Anna Darmus here, who was there in Bangkok was clearly working with six as like the sidekick to six. And then they separated once um, six went away with the flash driver on figure stuff out. So here she comes to the rescue does shoot um, uh, Lloyd in the butt, which was pretty funny. But then also we just want some answers from from uh, uh, six. Like, give me the answers. I'm looking like people are coming after you and I need to know why. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, she's also uh, in Knives Out with Chris Evans. Not her first yeah. rodeo with with one of the Chris's. Yeah, they're reuniting once more for another mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no sweater she's in cool. this. No, no sweater. She's cool in this role, uh, especially because, like, again, tranquilizing these guys and kind of like, um, like leveling the playing field a little bit is cool. Um, but she has to figure out what exactly is going on. So you get a lot of like, like, tell me the story, tell me the backstory, tell me why, like, who's in Prague, why are we going there, what exactly is going on. We later on meet Alfred Woodard's character. Yes. Um, you know, and she's a big deal. I can't think of her name right now off the top of my head. 
Cahill. Yeah. She's apparently like one of the cogs in the CIA um, operation as well. And so that's their next stop. They have to get to her because um, she is somebody that they can trust. Yes. Uh, I also, I liked it when Miranda uh, shot Ryan Gosling with the tranquilizer dart also. Mm-hmm. Too much pushback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, just get in the trunk, guys. Yeah. Why well, we have to do this the hard way, but we're always going to do it the hard way here on The Gray Man. I mean, I don't know if it works like in the movies, but I feel like the tranquilizer gun is, and listen, I'm definitely not a gun guy, okay? Uh, but I do feel like that the the tranquilizer gun, as depicted in the movies, I feel like would be like a very useful thing to have around. Mm-hmm. If you like, we're talking instant impact here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be. I think that would be a a good alternative for sure. Mm-hmm. Could be handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instant impact and like you get results on the spot. I mean, rarely do we see somebody get tranquilized and still manage to last very long in these films. Uh, a lot of times they get like one last sentence out as they groggily fall to the ground. But here, it was pretty much instantaneous. Like mm-hmm. it, it touched you and then you pass out. Yeah. I feel like I've seen it in some movies, obviously comedy movies where they get hit with more than one and it takes quite a few before. Cause I, I swear I've, I can picture, um, Jim Carrey being shot with like seven of them mm. and just running. Was that Ace Ventura? Might have been Ace Ventura. Though. It sounds like Ace Ventura, yeah. honestly. Uh, probably pet detective, uh, two. You know, yeah, also uh, when nature calls. <laughs> yeah. Chappelle, your, uh, your shoe game's on point. What did you think about? the Ryan Gosling being like, what's his shoe size? I I need his shoes because he one of mine fell off. I don't have one now. And then he's walking away with one. He took only one shoe. What do you think about the move of, well, I have one on my foot. I'm going to take another one. I'll take the right one, but not the set. Absolutely not. You take the set every time. What are you doing here? And and I was impressed with Ryan Gosling constantly uh, taking people's outfits throughout the film. You know, like he's he's on the loose, so it it makes sense for him to like if he sees a hench person, a henchman, hench woman, he's like, uh, do you wear forty two long? And then all of a sudden he's taking their clothes. But to take one shoe, mm, I don't know if I respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one in the column for Chris Evans. Uh, Ryan Gosling is officially losing this fight for me. Um. They're trying to figure out where the hard drive is. And, okay, we we are going to learn that it's at Alfred Woodard's house. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton uh, is the keeper of the information. They know it went to Prague. Who's in, who's in Prague? And so we get a torture scene. And I don't know who this was for, but I know it was not for me. Uh, the scene of torturing Billy Bob Thornton and ripping his fingernails off. Yeah, I was a one-eye open watching this. More so just letting the, my ear. You like you liked that. Liked okay. I liked it for Billy Bob. You know, first of all, Billy Bob, <laughs> kind of nasty in real life. So I yeah, know he was feeling yeah, it. That's true. But also, yeah, but also, I thought like, oh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, in, at, at your big age, you still out here doing stuff like this. This is cool, you know, to, to think like, I'm such a badass where you can rip my fingernails off and I'm not going to talk. I could never. Like the moment I see you like uh, attempt to approach my fingernail, I'm just going to fold like a, like, a, like a lawn chair. But oh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. was a badass here, so I appreciated it for him. And again, he a nasty one. Yeah. So yeah. my favorite part of the that interrogation is every time Chris Evans would ask, "Where, where is it?" Um, I don't know. He'd say, "Boring," and <laughs> rip another one off. <laughs> the boring yeah. got me. Mm-hmm. 
It, well, it's so funny because these are like two seasoned professionals. He knows Fitz knows exactly what he what he like all the information. He knows he's never going to tell it to him. So it sounds like, why are we doing this? Why are we going through the whole runaround of like, tell me what you know? I don't know. Like, tell me where she is. I can't tell you. I have no clue. He's like, let's just skip to the point. I'm going to rip your fingernails off. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to rip hers off. And now he's like, well, look, magically, mm-hmm. I, I figured it out. What do mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, Let's skip some of the, the niceties here and just get down to business. All right, we're going to eventually get, okay, in Prague, Alfre Woodard's character, Cahill, uh, she has it. So that's where it's been sent to. She has a P.O. box that even though she is in uh, declining health, uh, she apparently uh, was a smoker, has an oxygen tank, uh, has a like a time frame of, what, only a couple months left to live. She's not in great shape, but Chappelle, she checks that P.O. box. Yeah, she checked the PO box because I think like she's one of the last good guys in the film. You know, she she was part of the CIA operation 2 years prior and so they they know they can trust her and especially because she's always going to check her mail. You know, I'm, you know me, Rob. Sometimes these emails slip past me, but not Cahill. She's going to make sure that everything's uh, on point. She instantly encrypts whatever information there or decrypts whatever information they were looking for and so she's able to catch them up on uh, Chris Evans, he's after you. He's coming for you. He's and he's probably on his way right now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it turns out here that um, our guy from Bridgerton, uh, he's bad. He's horrible. Like, uh, the story checks out. Uh, the CIA is basically becoming like uh, like a hitman squad for people where they like are just handling their own like personal affairs. Um, CIA with the CIA's budget and like uh army of men and nobody knows because it's under, it's like under covert ops and stuff. Um, and so now that they know that they have to figure out what they're going to do about it. Like, how do you get this information to the world? Because this is the CIA. You can't just like call the cops. You have to do this in a way that everyone's going to know what's going on. And so I think their plan is to leak it to the media. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so as they're coming up with that plan, that's when we're confronted again because Chris Evans is back. Did they need to plan that much? Uh, could they just not like uh, send an email? Yeah, probably just quick, quick, quick conversation of like, hey, just leak mm-hmm. this. Send just, this to Fox News and go. Just mm-hmm. drop a Dropbox link on Twitter and let it spread. Like, you know, there are, there are different ways you can Maybe go about this. Maybe she followers. Step one, send it to Chappelle. Yes, right, exactly. right. And then I'll send it to Puya, who has twice as many followers as I have. Mm-hmm. And then, then I send it to Rob, and then we leak it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. That's how it starts, yeah. I mean, I'm probably not going to retweet all that noise. It's probably Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't want the smoke. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you don't want to bother yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Send it to Scally, and all will be well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of our hands, our hands are clean. We move on. Yeah, so... Let me see if I have this correctly. So in the beginning of the movie, right after yeah, he obtains yeah. the flash drive, he ends up bribing a e-gamer to enter this what look like a, just a internet cafe type setup. He plugs in the flash drive, but he didn't he wasn't able to access it, right? Because it needed a password. Is that what we're supposed to believe? But he yeah. could see the thumbnails and could see that there was some uh nonsense on there that he that was important. So then here in Prague it got decrypted. Yeah, he okay. mails it off. So what he does is he pays right. the guy for first. He t- he takes someone's clothes, so he goes in there in the cafe, and then once he has his one phone call, he pay, he switches phones with somebody. So the whole time he's trying to eliminate his foot his footprints. Um, and so his first stop is the Dropbox, and he takes uh the the 
hard drive or whatever, the flash drive to the uh, mailbox and ships it off to Prague. And so they're working on encrypting it or decrypting it um, while he's like running around fighting people Listen, and, and narrowly escaping explosions. I don't want to stir continuity issues, but would a package that you're sending by mail in Thailand get to Prague in the time that he got to Prague? I feel like that would take a, a while before it arrives to Prague. You don't think he did overnight? I mean, <laughs> they had footage of him shoving it in the mailbox, so I don't hmm. think so. I mean, maybe he paid extra on the He could have paid extra. Yeah, mm-hmm. he threw a few more stamps in there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never mailed anything from, uh, from Thailand to Prague, so I don't know how fast they operate. Okay, but Chappelle, it, sure. Yeah. Listen, unlike unlike Puya, I've never lived in Asia, so I don't know how things work over there. Puya, well, you're well you traveled, us? Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Stop it. What? Stop yeah, it, you are well traveled. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, well, the man from okay, Toronto don't, himself. Don't woke me in with Pitbull. I do not appreciate that. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> One, Dallas. two, three, four. <laughs> so, uh, Alfre Woodard uh, has all of the info. Uh, then, uh, is able to also like de- detect like okay the the bad guys are coming okay uh they're they're coming they're coming to get her and uh we're going to get something that we uh get a, a bunch of times in this movie um that a good guy is going to like sucker bad guys to come near them and then blow themselves up yeah mm-hmm. scene one of two it's interesting right because there's a crawl space that they can get out of the building from that Ryan Gosling gets guided to and she's like no you go ahead I can't really see I'll follow you and then she shuts him out and says no you keep going I'll hold them off which I guess neutralizes the others but I feel like they could have both gotten out obviously it would have been longer fighting potentially mm-hmm. but then the cops were coming anyway so the fi- they would have been able to help with the fight it kind of felt unnecessary sacrifice to me like you didn't need to do that uh, Puya, she was dying anyway she wanted to go yeah. out with a bang, literally. Yeah. This was true. This mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. And and somehow this heel, Chris Evans, manages to dodge the explosion. She blows herself up and he just throws a random guy between him and the bomb. Mm-hmm. And he lives. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I was just like, God damn it. He how does he keep getting away with this? Um so yeah, yeah. She definitely sacrificed herself, probably in a way that she didn't have to. But uh, like you said, this happens again. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's kind of like a mark of the movie. Yeah. You know, once you have that death sentence, it's very freeing to be able to blow up a bunch of bad guys. Yeah. She's uh, using her last few days to just smoke it all away. I mean, so she, I guess she felt like this is probably a more uh, uh, fitting end, you know, more heroic for sure mm-hmm. um, than just like hanging out and just waiting for the end to come. Yeah. I mean, might have been some collateral damage in her apartment building. Of uh, She might have hated her neighbors. Yeah, now this is where I start to get annoyed because at this point they don't care at all. Like uh the movie decides we're tearing up everything. It's kind of like the the Avengers, you know, like they go out, they go to fight they fight Loki, but they destroy half of the city including like all these right. people's cars and property and you God knows who got injured in that in those fights. Um and then you never address it. You know, you kind of mention it like remember that time y'all destroyed New York? Like no, 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 that wasn't mm-hmm. this. Um but this here is right. like one of the main plot lines of the movie is that this is supposed to be covert. 
What are you doing? Yeah. Everybody sees you out here. The SWAT team is trying to murder one person. Chappelle, it's such a good point. And I, I don't even know if it's like apples to apples, because at least like in the Avengers, it's like, oh, like aliens are invading. Like, uh, like people are sort of like aware of like, okay, there's some like supernatural like phenomenon going on here. Like, what's the news report, uh, this day of like that basically the city of Prague ends up like, uh, like, like, n- a like I, I don't know like what like uh sixty percent of like a nine eleven happening in their city of just like complete destruction like what is being reported on the news and it's by the police like there was a SWAT team trying to kill one person yeah and it's just like wait a minute you you gotta explain this because even if let's say the news wasn't on the scene y'all it's it's twenty twenty two there's camera phones. There, you know, people are going to talk. There's TikToks being made of this right now. The, the goal is to keep this covert. And so this is where, like I said, one of the main conflicts comes on, comes up in the film is that they're not doing a good job of that. There's a lady named Suzanne who is not happy with the way things are being handled. She's pissed because Lloyd has completely gone off the rails. He's letting his ego and his, uh, like, his desire to be the one to take down uh, the gray man really lead to a lot of destruction and a lot of uh, things that they're going to have to answer for in the long run. Well, that's the thing is that um, they keep reminding us with subtle cutscenes and hints that, yeah, this is all Lloyd's fault. Like Lloyd doesn't care. So Lloyd is going to do this because she was very upset with a multiple like stop because the, uh, Chris Evans is been given the lead to, hey, do whatever you need to do by any means necessary. Get six out, exterminate six, but also it's still being babysat, but it's not complying. So he is to blame for all of this. But yeah, it is pretty ridiculous that. Wouldn't the whole world know at this point that, yeah, this one guy that we were trying to apprehend, but then also there's other people coming after this one guy like this would be on the news for sure. Mm -hmm. Half Mm -hmm. the city blocks ruined, the trams ruined, public transport's gone, like everything is a shambles. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like there was like some busy like uh, like Kardashian news or something. People were very distracted. I was not on the prize that day. Yeah. Like, anyway, here's a pie-eating contest in uh, the town hall, uh, <laughs> Prague Town Hall that was going on today. This is what we're going to report. Uh, my money's on Jasmine. Yeah. yeah. As it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was fun to watch this scene. But yeah, this is when I first started thinking, there's no way they're going to get away with this one. Right. And like I said, this is Suzanne. She's pissed because she knows that this is completely like going off the rails. And so they have to figure out a way to kind of, I guess, pacify, if you will, uh, Chris Evans character to make him not be so reckless in light of what they need to get done, which is keep this all a secret. And apparently it's his fault anyway. Uh, like, uh, like he, he's blowing up stuff. Uh, Denny from, um, I guess that's his name, right? Denny, uh, the main character from Bridgerton, the Duke, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, Carmichael, he, he is the one who lost the flash drive in the first place. So I don't know. Suzanne is just here to clean up everybody's mess. It seems. Chappelle, that uh, Carmichael is now, he's going to bring more people into this. Uh, we got we got Chris Evans and uh, that he, he needs uh, more, even more people looking for uh, six at this point. 
Mm, and so this is where they end up like so uh this is where they end up bringing in the tumble friend lone wolf right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so lone wolf uh is apparently just another operative who's out there uh waiting to be summoned uh and he seems like he's one of those guys with a certain set of skills to where if you call him like you break cla- glass in case of emergency we thought chris evans was the the big bad that we should be afraid of but lone wolf is nothing to scoff at um he shows up and is just the badass that he is uh like claiming to be like everything that you think about him he is he he is whooping ass and taking names and i was very excited to see him i'm not familiar with the actor though who played uh lone wolf i think uh wikipedia said danush Danush, yeah um, yeah yes. yeah uh, are you, either you uh, familiar with him uh most definitely i am not um however it was exciting for me to see a brown man in this role as the I'll take care of. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, you got this, Lone Wolf. And I don't want, I don't want any harm to Ryan Gosling. But even I was like, give him hell, son. Like, you got this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, there were three teams that Lloyd had pretty much gotten on the job, aka whoever was to take out Ryan Gosling would get the bonus. Um, and they were Alpha something Delta. All of them got wiped out, and Lone Wolf was the only remnant of the uh, the the Prague massacre that went on in that in that city square. So d- he is now en route to go get this flash drive, and he ends up being pretty good as advertised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we were thinking about who could be the bad guy in the next movie, but I think he's right here. Uh, he he seems to be a principled man, you know, uh, but <sighs> at the, by the very end, but he does not die in this film, so mm-hmm. I can see. Lone Wolf 2 coming up. Yeah. I think that um he is going to end up and if there is a sequel, if I'm pre- going ahead and predicting, I think he's going to end up working and teaming up with Six based on how it ended mm-hmm. potentially. Also, I'm looking at his uh wiki. Yeah, he's a big um, deal. Yes, very much a very big deal. A lot of awards, a lot well, of yeah, He's uh, a one-name celebrity. Yes. We we like that, you know. I go by Puya only, Chappelle goes by Chappelle only. We're a big fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is, he's my favorite person in the movie by by far because it's just like they're like, "Hey, where's that sexy tumble guy?" And he just like shows up, like, "Yeah, it's me. I'm him." <laughs> and, and, he, and he kicks ass, and then he just leaves. I like that. You need to get out, get it done. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So we're in the final act of the movie. Uh, we're we're getting close to being able to uh wrap this up. I, I admittedly, uh, my notes are a little muddy at this point. Yeah, because there's a lot of fight scenes here, you know, so we, we this is where we kind of get our backstory of why, um, you know, why um, Ryan Gosling's character ended up in jail. Of course, he was a survivor of like some domestic abuse stuff going on. He took out his dad to save his brother. Um, and so that like softens us to him a little bit more. We see a lot of like the Claire and, um, and Billy Bob Thornton moments. Him and his niece are kind of hanging out because they're waiting. Like mm-hmm. they are captured. They are hostages and they are waiting on six to show up. But I couldn't tell if they were waiting on six or if they were waiting on Lloyd to show up. Um, Chris Evans character because they were hostages regardless, but somebody was going to show up to kill them or save them. And right in the nick of time, it's six. He shows up, he does the six thing and he's able to rescue those two people from each other. Um, again, lone wolf has done what needed to be done. So he's got the package. He's delivered it and everything. This is just, um, Ryan Gosling on his rescue mission because he has to make sure that Claire and Billy Bob Thornton are fine before now going after 
that information so that he could, uh, I guess, leak it to the news. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Lone Wolf has received one half of the job is done, right? And the main half, which was get the flash drive, brings the flash drive over. Um, meanwhile, in the midst of all this, we haven't touched on this, but when Ryan Gosling went and visited the passport guy, the passport guy did scumbag him, but still gave him the tracing number for the pacemaker that he wrote on his hand, and that survived all the fights. Mm-hmm. That that little bit was it Sharpie, maybe it just survived the hit. Um, they end up using the pacemaker co- uh, to trace it to Croatia, which is where the end game is going to go down. And uh, while the midst of all this, Lone Wolf is trying to get paid, they do not pay Lone Wolf, and then Ryan Gosling. And Adarmus, they find right. their way to Croatia. They're here to get some revenge. Well, when they, uh, Chris Evans was like, no, don't pay him. Don't give him any, any money. Like, uh, that's, that's a mistake. Yeah, uh, it, you messed up. It is a mistake because we know that um, the lone wolf is, he's the guy, right? So like, you want to pay that man and get him out of your crosshairs very quickly. Um, but he didn't want to pay him because the goal was to get the little flash drive back, but also to kill six. And uh, Lone Wolf didn't kill Six, so he didn't really uphold his end of the bargain. So I understand why he didn't want to get paid, but still a bad idea coming Please from half. him. Pay him yeah. half. Mm-hmm. Throw something. Because now Lone Wolf is also giving you a judgy look because now he knows you want to kill a little girl. You've been there, yeah, you dragged Claire into this because now we have another assassin who has a moral compass. Lone Wolf is like, wait, I don't want to be involved in that. So yeah, I think in the next movie, you definitely have. Um, Ryan Gosling's character and you have Lone Wolf and they're probably fighting for the lives of some children. You know, it seems to be their soft spot, both of them. Um, because in this movie, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting another assassin to randomly be like, but it's a child. What am I mm-hmm. going to do? Um, so yeah, there ends up a lot of fighting. There's, uh, Margaret. She's, uh, uh, Anna. She's, uh, like the decoy. So she's leading people away from the building. They're trying to get, um, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans like alone so they can finally fight um, at this point Billy Bob Thornton's finally got shot you know like there's a lot of bullet dodging in this movie they finally get the old man he's shot and it's clear that he's not going to make it either so Claire and Six are forced to leave him there for dead and what does he do y'all blows himself up mm-hmm. yeah we surprised Chappelle that the niece went with Six and didn't stay with uh with her uncle Went is a strong word. Like they dragged her away yeah. screaming. You know, she, she, she almost got tranquilized as well. You know, so I, I wasn't surprised. It had to happen. Um, you know, I, it's like a hero's tale, classic hero's tale. You, the, the, the person in charge cannot live because then the main character can't be the main character, right? Like, uh, these people have to die. Dumbledore has, oh, I'm sorry. People have to die so that Spoiler, the main character. Yeah. What? Who said? Uh, what are you talking about? That people have to die so that the main character can step into their power. And so there's no way that Fitz being around is still going to allow Six to like uh to to win at the end of the day. He has to die. Yeah, I mean it's a classic tale. You see it in Star Wars. You see it here. You see it like it's it's just the hero story. It's how it's built. Um, and so yeah, he's dead now, and he blows himself up trying to take out as many uh people as he can on the way out. Um. But finally, we have to have the confrontation. Like, confrontation. It's got to happen. Yeah. yeah, the big moment between Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling is upon us. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, the confrontation starts like, and it's still like uh, nighttime, but like um, the the sun has risen by the end of the confrontation. Yeah, flashbacks to night teeth. 
you know <laughs> you gotta be done before the sun comes up i guess uh but yeah they they fight into the wee hours of the morning and you know it, it, like most fight scenes it looks like the bad guy might win this but then the good guy has this like flashback to oh this traumatic thing that happened that gives me strength yes. when i draw from that moment so there's a moment where um Ryan Gosling is his head is underwater. He's gasping for air. He's oh my, oh what am I gonna do? And there, the bubbles are going. And you're like oh is he really gonna die here? Not the main character. That couldn't happen. And so you're starting to think it's looking bad. Uh, Chris Evans is about to win the day. His mustache is all wet from blood and and gore. And, and his now fingers the, are blown off. His fingers are blown off. Yeah. And now he has his hand in this fountain water. I know it stings. And you're about to kill the main character. But then Ryan Gosling thinks back to when he was 15 years old. And, oh, my God. I remember when my dad used to drown me just like this. I'm mad. Ugh! And so he manages to overpower him. And, uh, you know, he basically chokes him out. A fingerless mm-hmm. uh, Chris Evans gets choked to death for the most part um by ryan gosling in a fountain uh and that's kind of how our fight scene ends for the most part i mean he doesn't kill him because someone else does i think margaret shows up and she just shoots him mm-hmm. yeah 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 there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah similar to the tranquilizer uh that's you know that these two guys fight and then a woman shows up and shoots them and just takes yeah. care of it shoots both of them well, yeah, uh, matter of fact, it wasn't even Margaret. It was Suzanne. Yeah. Suzanne, yes. the one who's irritable about how big this is becoming. She shows up and she's like, I gotta do everything myself. Because she interrupted a great fight. There was a switchblade fight, like this very squid game. Mm-hmm. You know, like we brought out the knife. I was like, oh, this is good. Out. But Su- Suzanne shut yeah, it down. For not, the knives were out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, do you recognize Suzanne from anything else? Um, you know, not to make a topical reference, but she's from Game of Thrones. That's one of our uh, sand snakes, I believe they were oh, referred to. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yes. One of the daughters. Uh, and so she's here. If you gave me a, a million guesses, I wouldn't have come up with that. Ooh, I wouldn't have gone there either. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, she I, shows up. I, 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 you know what? Now that I, I could see it, I feel like, is she, the, is she <laughs> the one that's like, uh, like making eyes at Braun in the. No, she's yeah. not the sexy one. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's the other one there's eight there were eight daughters i think so i mean it, she's one of them just know but uh yeah she shows up and she shoots him and she's like look you're dead but also i gotta shoot you too ryan ryan gosling not to kill you but you have to know that you're at my mercy this could all go away i just need you to cooperate this story we're blaming it all on this guy we're blaming it on chris evans he's Fine. dead now yeah and yeah and ryan gosling's like okay but uh, am i getting immunity or no and she's like yeah of course you get immunity he's like, okay cool um, and so that's it well i think he has to go go to jail go back to jail but they'll let him out sometimes yeah he can have some some playtime. i will say i looked up her wiki to bring it back to knives out uh, she will be in the sequel in the Ooh, well, I think yeah. everybody's in the sequel. I think Chappelle is in not the Chris, sequel to Knives not Out. Chris Evans. He's oh, not a big cast. cast. <laughs> I yeah. thought you about the sequel to this. No, I was like, Knives I'm, Out I'm too. I feel like there's been like 400 celebrities confirmed to be in Knives Out too. Yeah, I'm looking at oh. this cast. You know, we mentioned Dave Bautista in that in that group as well. Interesting cast. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I was very confused about the Suzanne character because I thought that her story would culminate in her doing exactly what she did, but then siding with Ryan Gosling. Ultimately, she has her own agenda in the middle of all this because she essentially tells them, yeah, you have to corroborate the story I go with. And then the story that they go with keeps um, uh, Carmichael at bay 
and keeps him out of jail. I really thought Carmichael's goose was cooked. Apparently not. So, yeah. did you feel like that? That was weird mm, yeah. that Ryan Gosling was like so principled, and it's like, okay, I gotta like do something about this, and then ultimately like goes along with the story that keeps Carmichael out on the streets. I, well, I think the alternative is that he's going to get implemented, right? He's going to get, he's going to be the one they're going to blame it on and not Lloyd, or he gets taken out in that fountain as well, right then and there, mm-hmm. if he doesn't agree. I think with, with six, what I learned throughout this movie was he's just going to say sure. And then he knows he's going to have to kick a lot of ass to get out of it anyway and just do that. So, but does that mm-hmm. make sense for him later. to be such a loose end and they leave him alive? No. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous but is he but, that much of a loose end though he basically doesn't exist in the world like uh he doesn't have a family he, he knows have, the no, truth he's he a patsy the they gotta take him out come on well i him. think they were gonna right because they w- they had him locked in the basement of the building they were in and then they went down there to get him and they were uh, the the security guards like yeah he's kind of been out of it the last two days hasn't been speaking mm. looking at us or anything elevator door opens there's bodies everywhere he's escaped and he actually, though, because the whole thing Suzanne said was, as long as I have the niece, we have him and we can control him. So naturally, the end scene yeah. is him going to abduct the niece right back. But he was too much of a loose yeah. threat. They they should have just taken him out when 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 she could have. A hundred percent. Or like they, you know, they not to be gory, to but mm-hmm. cut yeah, his ahead. tongue or something. Yeah, ah, cut his tongue they, off. Look. Oh my god. <laughs> They they just needed somebody to say, no, no, no. This was Chris Evans. Captain America was behind this all along. Once he said that, then they should have killed him. But and I guess they had the plan to. They just never got around to it because he got away. The the backstory of Suzanne is that her uh Lloyd and Denny from Bridgerton, uh, they all were friends uh at Harvard, right? They went to Harvard together. Yes. But Lloyd and Denny were just like uh, a bromance, um, not unlike Rob and Puya, right? And, and mm-hmm. she was like on the outside trying to work her way in. Third know, wheel. Similar to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I feel where she's coming from. But because she couldn't, she was like, I need to figure out a way to leverage this information to move up the ranks because Denny doesn't care about me at all. He only cared about Lloyd, but Lloyd's dead now. I'm here. And now... We we can be at the top of all of this. And so she had her own ulterior motive. Obviously, it doesn't really work out in this film, but there's room for it to work out in the second film because we know that um, Ryan Gosling's character does get away. He does rescue Claire. Um, and so he's out, a loose end who's out there just out in the wilderness ready to expose everything. And Margaret, it seems, is now like one of these top CIA operatives. It's Margaret, it's Denny, and it's Suzanne. And so she knows as well that this is dirty. So I could definitely see a world where Margaret and the Lone Wolf and Six all team up to take down Suzanne and Denny. Yeah, it's definitely possible. But what was interesting, too, in the exchange between um, Carmichael and her, uh, Carmichael was like, they found a nine millimeter in his chest. So is it truly how you said it happened? And she's like, yeah, no, um, it, I told you it was six. Six got access to my gun and took him out. So she wasn't honest about how uh, our guy Lloyd was taken out and, and, you know, died. So there's a lot of intrigue set up for a sequel. Now, I don't know if that's going to be contingent upon how well this movie does, but there's room. There's wiggle room to play with there. And I feel like with the Russo brothers at the wheel, I, I I can very much see a sequel happening, realistically. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that from a bigger picture perspective, like 
is this the kind of stuff Netflix should be doing? You know, it's been widely reported about like how Netflix, the business model hasn't necessarily been clicking all the things they spent money on. And I don't know if this is like a great business strategy for Netflix to be playing around in the, you know, super high budget blockbuster department. Yeah, mm. give it to, to another network or like an, a, a studio to take care of. Because honestly, that's how I feel as well. When you see a $200 million budget attached to this, it's hard to see how they break even. I mean, obviously, because people have the subscription anyway, they're going to mm-hmm. watch what they're going to watch. So I don't know how you make that money back, so to speak. Obviously, they had a limited theater release a week prior to it premiering on Netflix, but I don't see this working out for this movie. Um, the movie with Adam Sandler, for example, was it called The Hustler? Mm-hmm. Was that The Hustler? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, Hustler. that makes a little bit more sense to me, where it's still a good movie, but it's not going to have this much money put behind it. And then, because a movie like this belongs in the theater at the end of the day. Like, it's a popcorn movie. It's a summer movie, right? And I feel like they it would benefit from not being in Netflix's hands. And I think Netflix benefits from not having it in its, in its hands either. But they're trying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they've identified the popcorn, uh, like action tentpole as the new gamble that they want to take, right? So extraction was 65 mil. The old guard was 70 mil. Red notice was 150 mil. This is $200 million. And so, yeah, they've, they're leaning into it. They said, we're doing this, um, for as long as we can sustain it, hopefully it works because they think their audience wants the like popcorn action film. Um, they're already putting two hundred million dollars into another Russo production, The Electric State, and so they, Netflix has no intention of backing off, which is a curious choice considering they lost what a million subscribers this quarter, like mm-hmm. probably lower than they expected to lose. Um, so. You know, they've decided we're going to go all in and see what happens. Now, due to all of that, like, I I don't see a world where we don't get the sequel. Um, it's open-ended, like you said. This was the biggest, um, like, uh, movie budget of any film, aside from like, maybe, like, Thor, Love and Thunder, which was in theaters. And, you know, Disney has no issue putting money behind these, um, these Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So... In my mind, if they're going big, you got to go all the way big. So I, I could foresee them doing another one and trying to make this a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've even talked about prequels, you know. And so um, prequels, uh, sequels to this, there's room the to gray play boy. with the, the gray boy. <laughs> yes. Um, and so there's room to play with this. Um so I, I could see it leading to more stuff. Uh, that way you get more uh, Billy Bob Thornton as well. You know, there are these oh. characters that now that they're dead, you could bring back Chris Evans. What if you just do the Chris Evans movie? Uh, like his character leading up to where he becomes um, what um, the the operative he is, Lloyd Hansen. Uh, so there's room. I just don't know if Netflix should do it. I think they might, but I, you know, whether they should, that's probably a different conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, any other thoughts on The Gray Man? Uh, no, I enjoyed the movie. I feel like it was very action-packed. It was a lot of fun. I feel like there was less comedy, obviously. I mean, there's no comedy, very much none yeah. like, compared to Red Notice. But I think I think I like this better than Red Notice um, if we're ranking them. So I would ask the two of you, though, uh, Red Notice, Gray Man, Man from Toronto. What do you mm. rank them? Hmm. 
That's tough. Yeah. I think I would say that, again, Red Notice in my mind, I think is number one. Uh, that I, and I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm not a big action guy. So I feel like that in terms of like what I'm looking for, I think I would have like Red Notice one, Man from Toronto two, and uh, the Gray Man three. Just in terms of like things I'm going to remember from this movie, I just feel like that the action and then just again, this is strictly your mileage may vary. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of like these act, these action movies, I just feel like it's all the same to me. It's a video game. And I think I remember <laughs> like characters and story uh, a little bit more. And I just feel like that uh, Red Notice, I thought had probably bigger jokes and the uh ed sheeran thing in red notice i think was an all-timer so i forgot about that (laughs) that's good i I feel like that that. that would yeah i'll never forget about that uh (laughs) and then um you know man from toronto had its moments and then this i i feel like was like a really like well done action film but i feel like in terms of like the stuff that i personally will remember i think it was just like a little forgettable Fair. Mm, yeah, I I probably agree with Rob. Uh, except I'd switch this with the man from Toronto just because I I don't remember the man from Toronto at all. It feels like a fever dream at this point. Um, but this has been done. I think that's why this is not that memorable. I think a lot of the aspects of this film have we've already seen before. It's very much in that vein of like uh John Wick or The Equalizer, where it's just one man who is so bad that no matter how many people we throw at him, he could just dispatch all of them with ease. Like these are all operatives from the same network, the same company, the CIA is working with all of them, but this one guy is just the one we can't beat. We've seen it before. We've seen it a lot, a whole lot. You mm-hmm. know, and so that's why I'm like, this didn't stick out to me that much. I think they were all fine films, uh, but I'd probably say Red Notice is my favorite. It's got a higher highs to me. Um, whereas this one was kind of, uh, I won't say one note, but we, like, we've been here before. You know, I was not shocked by any aspect of this film. I was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, su- su- cost, you know, surprised, pleasantly surprised in moments, but not shocked. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd prefer this. Now, the Adam Project probably fits in there somewhere, but I think even that I probably put before this. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Chappelle, should we talk about what is coming up next? Yeah. So, Puya, thank you again for coming with us. I love your uh, your recommendations thus far. You wouldn't happen to have anything you would like to see us uh, talk about. So I was looking at some stuff um, prior to us starting here, and it's difficult, right? Because I know that when it comes to Netflix, you two have covered a one, like a movie, you've covered a documentary, like you've covered, but you've also covered shows, you've done it all. But part of me is like, I don't want to give you something that's like a big watch. So I was looking specifically at what's getting released or has been released recently, and something did catch my eye. Let me just track it down once more here. Um, let's see here. Honestly, it was difficult. It was difficult to, to find something because, you know, I know Rob doesn't like talking about food, but I feel like something food related. Well, what, what would be a be food fun. related thing? There's a mm-hmm. street food USA. And it mm. is a show where they, you know, document street foods in the States. I feel like that could be a very fun. I mean, I've podcast about, is it cake, Puya? You and have, you have. Mm-hmm. And the Great mm-hmm. British Bake Off. I feel like those have a little bit more personality in them. That could be 
jokeable. I don't know how much mileage you're going to get out of comedy from Street Food USA, mm-hmm. but I feel like it, that could be a fun conversation. Um, it does feel like I'm, you know, if you wanted to do a documentary, there's something called the most hated man on the internet. That is something Chappelle, you can look at. Who's that one about? Sounds like me. No, um, I read the. You don't know. Not not nothing like you. You're not. You're different gravy, Chappelle. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's a, the most hated woman on the internet as well. Um, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never heard about that. But you know, I think our true crime people might be looking into doing mm-hmm. the most hated man on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, Chappelle, you you know, this is your show, and you are a big Netflix guy. You have your eye on all the Netflix. What's caught your eye as the uh, co-host of the show? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm partial to like the quick television shows that we can watch and laugh at. They don't have to be that serious, and so I'm always looking for something like that. Blown away is a show about bl- glass blowing that is now mm-hmm. in its third season. Yes. And I've never seen this show, nor do I care about glass blowing, mm-hmm. but I think a Big Brother alum is in the show. Oh, uh, really? And who? Yeah. I think this is Nick Uhas. Um, oh, oh my god. He hosts it. I think he, he hosts, hosts the show. He hosts it? Yes. Yeah, yes, I think yes, he's yes. The host. Yes. And his hair is interesting. And so I would love yes. to talk about wow. That what just a, because you know of the big brother connection he's got going on. Um, <laughs> Lydia Chlamydia, our friend from Survivor Forty Two, uh, tweeted uh, very recently: "Horniest reality show on television right now is Blown Away on Netflix. These sweaty, sexy ass people in the hot studio making glass with their hands and mouths. Are you kidding me?" How is this hornier than uh, how, how to build a sex room? Like, we kind of have to explore this mm. if it's hornier than that. I think you need to put Lydia onto that show. I don't know if she's watched How to Build a Sex Room. Yeah. Mm, you t- I think she follows you. You send her a tweet. She might. She might. Uh, she does not. Mm-hmm. But Ooh, she's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to respond, uh, big, fat, juicy glass, but somebody already did. And then I thought, uh, like, oh, that would have been a banger, Rob. But at least I read the replies yeah. and made sure I didn't say the same thing as some uh, some guy. Yeah. That's the, that's the move. You yes. don't want to repeat somebody else's joke. But, Rob, do you want to talk about big, fat, juicy glass blowing? Let's do it. I mean, let's hey. check it out. I mean, the episodes are, uh, there are 10 episodes, but the episodes are all like under 30 minutes. So let's see. Uh, let's see what we get. Yeah, we'll pull a how to build a sex room and we'll watch as many as you feel like watching. You know, like, it's, I don't think, I think we, as long as we get the, the premiere and maybe the follow up episode in, we're good. Let's see what happens. You might like it and end up watching all 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what go, goes on over there uh, when they're making the glass. Okay. Yeah. It sounds good to me. I I was shocked to see Nick Uhas in this uh, in this role. Like I opened the app and said, "Oh God!" Um, so yeah, something to talk about. I think I think we're gonna enjoy this one. So Rob, as far as my, uh, I'm concerned, that's what's coming up next on Nothing But Netflix. Okay. Blown away. All right, we'll talk about blown away uh, next time. Puya, what's coming up for you? Um, let's see. So first, people can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. They can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Um, as far as stuff coming up for me, Rob, um, you and I just got to talk Claim to Fame, which I'm very appreciative. I got the chance to talk about the show with you and Jenny. It's very fun. And- yeah, me, me and Leona had a good time with that. Not going to lie to you. So that was great. Um, 90 Day Fiance, I just had Brian Scally on for that. 
I now will be having Asia on with me this week. So I'm very excited for that. Live feed stayed on this weekend, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So I got to talk about them with uh, Taryn Friday morning. And looking at it now, uh, that's all outdated. So you can skip that one. There's a lot of other stuff going on you can check out. And um, yeah, I'm very excited, Rob. Everything's going well otherwise. And uh, I found out recently, actually, Rob, did you know that there's a 90 Day Fiance UK? No. Yeah, it's premiering this weekend. So On Disco Plus? On Disco Plus? Yeah. That's right. So I'm going to check that out and see what's going on there. But uh, slow your roll 90 day. You're doing too much. Please. Doing too much. Yeah. Relax. Give yeah. Puya a break. Okay, people. Would be nice. But no, I, I love the I love doing what I get to do. So thank you so much. And thank you to the two of you for making this morning extra special today. Oh, Puya. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Chappelle, what's coming up for you? Uh, You know me. Just doing the, this uh primarily so people can follow at nothing but rhap on twitter to send us suggestions about what to uh what to watch and i do see on the nothing but rhap account we do have the suggestion for this very uh this very show apparently people really want to hear us talk about nick uhas's hair so mm-hmm. i i'm ready i have some takes uh so follow us on nothing but rhap to send us in what you would like us to cover here on nothing but netflix uh you can follow me at chappelle's underscore show where i'm tweeting out all the links to the things that i'm talking about most recently I was on the Umbrella Academy coverage on post-show recaps talking about episode 8 with Mary and Marissa and that was a good time. Uh, and you know you watch that show. I do. Uh, it was like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, uh, when it drops, I binge it and then move on with my life. And so it was really fun to listen to them as a podcast because they were talking about stuff from season one that I legit watched on the day they, uh, you know, they all dropped. So I hadn't thought about season one or season two since the, you know, the day they started. And so now I'm like years later trying to recall all this information. Anyway, had a great time over there. Um, and then um, hanging out. I think I might join the true crime people at some point in the near future. Uh, still talking about uh, P Valley on the Purple Pants podcast with Bryce, Dr. Sharia Lloyd as well. We're about to wrap up that season. We took a brief hiatus from the show. I mean, the show took a brief hiatus from us. They took a week off, so we didn't have anything to cover next uh, last week. But next week, we will be back um, to talk about that. Um, but yeah. Still waiting on you to call me to talk about more Big Brother. So that's what I got going on. But do you want to talk about it? I always talk about Big Brother with you, Rob. What are you talking about? Okay. Stop it. All right. Uh, we've got that going on, all the Big Brother and uh, much more. Puya mentioned Claim to Fame and everything else going on over at Rob as a Podcast. Go to com slash subscribe for links to subscribe to all of our shows. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.